You're listening to episode number 21 of the Brain BS Podcast, why I'm celebrating my less than perfect thighs. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. Okay, so what kind of brain BS am I going to talk about today before we get into the episode? Well, the first one was that my AirPods weren't working when I was trying to record. I could hear an echo of my voice. So the podcast started out like that, which wasn't real fun. And I was a little concerned, but I figured it out. So here we go. Everything's fine. And then the second thing I've been going back and forth on and I have been a little bit worried about is that I have oral surgery planned for Thursday. Apparently, a implant that I got about 10 years ago ended up cracking at the top of it on the collar, and I had a crown that was on top of that, and the crown fell out. So I've had a hole in my mouth for months now and coming up with a plan for how to deal with this and then be going back and forth between California and Illinois, I had to find the right time for it. And because in the past when I had my implant, it was super painful when she pulled the tooth out originally, I was kind of dreading it. So originally, when I talked to the surgeon, I decided that I wanted to be put under because it was just such an awful experience. And she kept apologizing through the procedure, the last doctor. So my first thing was to avoid the pain and basically fear. But then I thought about it more. And I've been put under in the past for other procedures. And I know everybody else does it and there's no problem for them. But I, the last time I did it, I had like cognitive impairment. I was impulsive. I was weird. Oh my gosh, I'm so sensitive to stuff. It's like the steroid shot, right? So I started thinking about it and I'm like, do I really want to do that? Especially now because I'm kind of freaked out by the law of attraction and like trying to avoid pain. Am I, am I drawing it to me with the focus on pain being the primary issue? So I just made a bold step. I called the office and I told them I wasn't going to have anesthesia, that I did not want to be put under And I texted my husband and I said, I'm prepared for any amount of pain. I'm no longer afraid of it. And I feel really good about it. And I knew that I needed to do that because I kept going back and forth and something was bugging me. Yeah, feeling pretty good about myself. That's definitely a benefit of coaching. I am more aware of how I'm thinking. I can tell the difference between my brain BS and my intuition And I know by the feeling in my body, which is which. So say a prayer for me on Thursday because I'm sure he's going to numb it and do a little something. But yeah, I just hate like dental stuff. And this is just the first phase. So the first phase is I have to remove the old implant and I have to get a bone graft. I have to let that heal for four months and then I have to get a new implant and I have to let that heal for four months and then I have to get a crown on top of that. So essentially, I won't be chewing on the right side of my mouth for about a year. Oh, well, it could be way worse. I think of all the things that happen to people, I can handle this, not a problem. Okay, episode number 21, isn't that exciting? 
I've been showing up here consistently for 21 weeks producing a podcast. I'm going to celebrate that before we get to the topic today, which is why I'm celebrating my thighs. Yup, I am. I'm doing it. I'm talking about my thighs. Never in a million years did I think I would get on a podcast episode talking about my insecurities and fears related to my thighs. Well, technically, the title refers to them as my less than perfect thighs. So the reason why I picked this episode or this topic for this episode is because we just got a pool in Santa Barbara, and I absolutely love it. But it also requires me to walk around in a bathing suit a lot. And I'm noticing that I don't really particularly like it when I look in the mirror and I see the dimples and the weird little lumps and stuff that have somehow showed up on my thighs (laughs) that didn't used to be there. I actually used to be okay with my thighs, and I thought my calves were fat and I didn't like them. Well, now I would much rather have my calves and not have my thighs, but that's the way the brain works, right? There's always something. What we're going to talk about today, I'm going to present my argument for the lessons I'm learning from my thighs that are actually cause for celebration. And the fact that I am is a testament to what coaching has done for me and can possibly do for you too if you have the same kind of self-image or body image issues. I'm going to share with you how I used to feel about everything body image related and the three reasons why I'm now grateful for my amazing and functional thoughts. Okay, so first let's talk about how I used to feel about my body image and how it's changed with getting older. When I was younger, I always struggled with my weight. We used to get excited every weekend because we were allowed to drink two Pepsis. And we opened up bags of chips and dip and Doritos. And it was like our weekends were food, food and beverage. And the beverage changed as I got older. So this was definitely my first um, introduction that food and beverage is fun. Anyways, I was always trying diets, like I remember doing a chicken broth diet and all these different things and then doing these workout binges to try to take weight off and my weight would kind of just go up and down all the time and I never thought that I lost enough weight or that I was thin enough and my brain offered me those thoughts about not being good enough over and over and over and over and over again. And at the time, I didn't realize that it's just brain BS. I didn't realize that I didn't have to believe the thoughts and that I could just decide I was enough. So I spent my whole childhood and adulthood with those thoughts. Now, at my heaviest, I weighed about 160 pounds. I think I might have gotten up to like 165. So I had some boundaries regarding how much weight gain I would tolerate. But I could never keep myself on the lower end of the scale for any amount of time. So then flash forward to when I got a little bit older and I was able to get a much better handle on my weight. So my early 40s is probably when I felt the best. I was doing Pilates, actually with my husband's ex-wife. That's a whole other episode. And I was also playing tennis and I was exercising regularly and I felt amazing. Probably feel like that's the best I've ever looked and I weighed like 140, 145 and was able to maintain that for pretty much over a decade. And it really wasn't that hard to do. 
I felt really good at that weight. But then it was also around this time towards going closer to 50 that I started to notice age-related things. And that's like when it started with my thighs. I also noticed it in my torso. Like, did anybody else notice that? <laughs> I know you're noticing that if you're a woman because something happens to the middle of our bodies. They just get thicker. I think it might be gravity. Oh whatever. Anyway, I started to notice that, notice the changes with the thighs. And then I noticed my arms, that my arms really bothered me for a few years there. That was my primary focus until my thighs got more dimply and stuff. And then my, my stress uh, moved to my thighs. I mean, as I'm recording this, I'm realizing throughout my entire life, there was some sort of problem with my body image. I didn't even know how not to have a problem with my body image. And I actually thought it was all factual. And then what made matters worse at this point is that I thought I wasn't just living in the present the way I endorse that you should. What I was thinking about is the future, just like I did with my back pain. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be like practically dead by 60. In this case, I thought, oh, my God, the cellulite, the sagging skin, the flapping arms, the wrinkles. I anticipated that I was going to look so horrible and how it was going to be years from then that it was just ugh, total negativity. This takes us to about when I was um, had just turned 50. And... My weight, I was so I would keep my weight down. I hadn't gained, I hadn't started to gain weight yet. But I was also questioning like if I should be wearing sleeveless dresses anymore. I got rid of a lot of dresses that were like had no straps. And then I was also like dreading putting on a swimsuit. I also at this time noticed that I really didn't like looking in the mirror because I didn't see the present. As I said, I was anticipating how much worse it was going to get. And I just was really doing a number on myself. And because I didn't realize that the problem was the way I was thinking, I thought there's absolutely nothing I can do about this because no amount of exercise, no amount of weights are going to take the flabbiness, the sagging skin, and the cellulite away. So I was feeling pretty much powerless and in so much shame which makes me so sad as I'm sitting here writing it and thinking about it, that this sort of thinking, the way it can make us feel as if our body's aging is, you know, something has gone wrong here. The truth is that the alternative would be for me to die before I had this experience. And I'm going to choose this experience for sure over death. After living that way for some time, I became so unhappy that I kind of couldn't stand myself anymore. I hated taking pictures and I always thought my face looked fat. Because that is like when I gained weight and that's what started to happen in my mid-50s. The scale started to creep up. The first thing that gets bigger is my face. So when I see it in pictures, then I'm like, ugh. Then the other thing is, I'm sure Julia Moore, the actress, made it famous, but sushi face. So that's like when you eat salt and you drink alcohol, and then the next day your face is all bloated. So if you have a few extra pounds on you and you have sushi face, I definitely don't want my picture taken. <laughs> That's what I was experiencing. My face became a big issue at that point. 
In fact, I remember when I graduated and got my doctorate in occupational therapy, I didn't even keep any of the pictures because I thought my face looked too fat. That kind of makes me sad too. But luckily for me though, it was then around this time that I finished the doctorate program and um, that's when I shortly after I found the life coach school and I finally learned that our thoughts create our results. I was so excited to realize that I could age gracefully and still love myself despite my flaws and limitations. And honestly, cellulite, sagging arms or flappy arms, whatever, flap, sag, all of it, it's really a thought that it's a negative thing anyway. It's really not. It's actually really neutral. It's just part of the aging process. It sickens me that our society has created this situation where there's so many women walking around thinking that there's something terrible about them because they got older. So at this time, that's when I developed a little freebie that I have for all of you. Um, Some of you already have it. It's called the four-step guide to deliberately love yourself. And you can go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com, and you can get your own copy of that. That's the process that I use to change the way I feel about myself. And then once I was able to gain a new perspective of myself that was a much kinder, loving one, then the weight started to come back off again. And then even though I still had the cellulite and all the other things, I felt so much better about myself because I already decided to love myself and it had nothing to do with my weight or the way my body looks. So now it's 2021, I'm 57, and we finally have a swimming pool. I've wanted one my whole life, and we finally have one after a lot of outdoor renovations and a long construction project. So what does my brain want to offer me? Oh, you should have done this much sooner when your body looked better in a swimsuit. Yeah, yep, it still said that. Even though I lost the weight, got I'm back down to between 140 and 145 again, it's... Well, I actually said this in my blog post, and it's probably not very nice either, but I said this gray Mary, what she used to be, if you know what I mean, but I think you know what I mean. (laughs) It doesn't actually have to be a bad thing. It's truth. It's the truth. Your body changes as you get older. So I finally have this pool. I'm walking around, and I just can't help it. I look at my thighs, and I don't like them. And then I see my beautiful stepdaughters in their little bikinis and their tight skin walking around the pool. And it reminds me, again, that I have dimples on my thighs. But the truth is, I couldn't, I I just couldn't go back to there again. I couldn't go back to thinking the way I used to think about myself because I've done much, much too much work and I love myself too much. So I decided, okay, how am I going to celebrate my thighs? How am I going to lose the shame related to these thighs, celebrate them and make something good come out of them? And here we are. That's what I'm doing today. So now we're going to get into the first reason I'm celebrating my less than perfect thighs. And that's because I love myself despite my brain BS. I don't, if I don't supervise my brain, I can experience shame, disgust, and powerless in regards to my imperfections. I actually started calling this post at first in my email newsletter. I announced it as my cottage cheese thighs. And I realized that wasn't kind and loving It's not really even accurate because as much as I'm talking about my thighs, they're really not that bad. Well, I guess it's all relative, but really the only person who cares about my thighs is is me. (laughs) I don't think anybody else cares as much as I do. In fact, I don't think anybody cares at all. 
Okay, so the second reason to be grateful for my amazing thighs is related to honoring the present moment. That's right, because it always comes down to the present moment, doesn't it? Well, it would be great if the skin on my legs held its elasticity. It doesn't, and there's no remedy for it. No matter what I do, they're not going to look as good as I want. If I continued the way, the way I was thinking before, I would be judging myself as not good enough for the rest of my life. So I would literally be rejecting the present moment. That's what that is. These are my thighs. These are what they look like. It's not going to change. So for me to reject it is only going to lead to suffering. And then it also led to questions like, does it really matter what my thighs look like in the big scheme of things? Um, Nope, pretty sure it doesn't. Or doesn't it matter more how my thighs are functioning and serving me? I mean, they do keep me upright. They permit me to walk and get me everywhere I want to go on a consistent basis. So when the answer be yes, function matters way more than the way they look. <sighs> the third reason I'm celebrating my thighs instead of feeling shame about them is because I now realize it's a choice. And why would I choose shame? I'm in a program for new coaches run by Master Life Coach um, named Stacy Bayman, and I received an email today from her that was perfect timing for this post. She reminded me that shame doesn't just happen to us. The only way we can actually feel shame is by the way we're thinking. If we experience shame frequently, then we have to ask ourselves, why are we choosing to feel that way so often? What is our brain offering us that we are buying into hook, line, and sinker? Maybe something like my thighs should not look like this, that rejection of reality that I was talking about. Or maybe it's just as simple as, oh, my thighs are disgusting or gross. How do we combat shame? Well, Brene Brown says, shame likes to remain dark and hidden. But if you talk about it, like I am, my less than perfect thighs, then there's no way I can feel shame about it anymore. It's not possible. It's already dissipating as I'm talking here. And hell yes, I'm going to celebrate that. So bottom line, we don't have to necessarily like some of the changes that take place in our bodies as we age, but we also absolutely do not need to feel shame about them. So the next time you're tempted to not wear a sleeveless dress or decide not to attend a pool party because of the way you look in your swimsuit, I'm going to ask you to reconsider. I'm going to ask you to put on that suit or dress and head out into the world, head held high, proud, and if the opportunity comes up to educate those around you on how difficult it is to be a woman aging in our society, seize it. Let people know the challenges we face as women when it comes to body image as we get older. Think about how valuable that would be for other women to hear that conversation and to know that they can be open and honest about their own insecurities and how silly it is that we place such an emphasis on on the way we look. And by the way, both young and older men can benefit from that conversation also. This blog post that I did this week in this podcast episode are my effort at doing exactly that, generating a conversation and reducing the shame that's attached to being lucky enough to get older and experience age-related changes. I offer you, nothing's gone wrong here with my thighs. And nothing's gone wrong here with your thighs or any of your other body parts. They're exactly the way they're supposed to be and nothing has gone wrong. Instead of feeling shame or not feeling good enough, stop hiding your insecurities and find a way to celebrate them and say bye-bye to shame forever. That's all I have for you today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to invite you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast and leave a review of five and share it with everybody you know. 
You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and look for coaching options that are available to you and to learn more about the work I do. Lastly, I also would like to invite you to join the Brain BS group on Facebook where we can dig deeper on the topics we've discussed in this podcast. And remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS. <laughs>